What's up, nerds? Welcome to one of my favorite topics in the whole world. It's fluoride, a conversation we've needed to have for a very long time. It's a very interesting topic, especially how it, uh, the dichotomy it presents between conventionally educated people and inconventionally educated people. <laughs> it's just sick. Um, and so, my whole life, ever since I first learned about fluoride and its toxicities and uh, atomic structure and the way it interacts with biological molecules and stuff like this, uh, people who have been authority figures in my life have insisted that it's harmless, that I'm worried over a nothing burger, and I'm wasting my time uh, being concerned about it. <clears throat> Pardon my voice. Been a long night last night, long weekend, picked up a lot of stuff. Anyway, back to the topic of fluoride. Highly toxic stuff uh, for the human body, the human brain, and we make a lot of medication out of different kinds of fluorides. Fluorine is a the element that it's kind of based off of. And so a fluoride is a type of molecule that is based around fluorine as it's uh, kind of like its foundational defining um, element. <clears throat> So I don't have any material prepared today. I was just going to give you guys a TED talk <laughs> and see what you guys think. And uh, I think we'll start it off by checking out this TikTok that just inspired me to just get up and make this episode this morning because I realized this is an old horse that's been beaten to death, but everyone's left the corpse of the dead horse just laying in their house. <laughs> they've left, they, they drew the dead horse in the fucking city water tank. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> the problem is simply because the horse is dead uh, <clears throat> does not mean the solution has been reached. So without further ado, let's check this TikTok out, see what inspired me this morning. I hope y'all are able to hear this. Uh, no promises, but we're going to do it. Yeah, dumbs us down is high Sure death. High strength. <clears throat> okay, so she's, she's showing a an old school collection of uh, insecticides. And so she shows here, it says high strength. Sodium fluoride, sure death to roaches, chicken lice, and insect pests. Uh, so, you know, there's you know very clear indication that sodium fluoride is used to kill insects. Um, up here, and they have the nutrition facts for kids' crest cavity protection. Active ingredient is sodium fluoride. And its purpose is not entirely listed. It looks like it's an anti-cavity toothpaste is what that would be. Um, says point two point zero point two percent zero point two four three percent. All right, so it's like 
I gotta think that up in my head. Considering the water weight and how toxic the chemical is itself, it's quite a bit of fluoride in there. It's a, it's a lot of fluoride. Yeah. And it tastes like shit when you use the toothpaste. So, I mean, you could, your body rejects it, you know? So anyway, without further ado, it's the reason that I hated brushing my teeth my whole life. I don't know why everyone keeps doing this to themselves. It's so weird. Also the active ingredient in this. I hope by now we're all well aware of the dangers of this. Yet for some reason it's in our drinking water, toothpaste, totally promoted as extremely beneficial. Yet dumbs us down as highly toxic and makes us pretty much unaware. There was a man named Gerard Judd who is a brilliant chemist. He wrote this paper basically calling out the industry. Here is the key takeaway message. Keep it away from you. And brush with bar soap. What Weird, right? I mean, we wash our bodies with it. We wash our hands. We wash our, our dishes. We wash our cars. Anything that we want to get clean, we use soap. No way. No soap with glycerin, which, by the way, many pastes do have. Wow. And the glycerin allows the paste to stay on your teeth for up to 27 rinses. And it's too filmy to allow your enamel to repair itself. We were taught that this was punishment. It's bad for you. It's disgusting. Indoctrination at its finest. So let's get back to these pesticides. There are two fluoride-based pesticides that are still used in the United States. This is a synthetic sodium aluminum fluoride that is used to spray crops. Cryolite. That's called something called cryolite. And then you have this guy. This is used to fumigate entire food processing facilities without removing the food. Wheat, flour, and dried dairy have enough of this to cause acute toxicity. Makes you wonder if people are really allergic to, like, gluten, soy, dairy, or if they're just being legitimately poisoned. What the fuck? So if this wasn't bad enough, let's just add one more compound to it. Aluminum, which has no biological function in the human body whatsoever. But here we are. Antacids, deodorant, cookware, cooking utensils, foil, water, SSRIs, you know, Baxol, Prozac, and not to mention, by 18 months old. We're talking about cumulative aluminum exposure here. Um, 1,475 micrograms at one year or... 15 months as possible. Um, this is just off the charts. This is insane. Aluminum exposure, lots of aluminum in our, our, our environment. Now fluoride can attach to aluminum and then it carries it successfully through your blood-brain barrier. What the fuck? This is what you see when you look up the two compounds together. What the fuck? It's link in the comment section. There's a link that says fluoride combines with aluminum in drinking water. Jesus Christ! What the fuck? New study shows grave implications from interaction of aluminum and low-dose fluoride. All right, but which fluoride? Uh, Promoters of fluoridation can no longer get away with the unequivocal statement that fluoride is a free ion in water or that it completely uh, something doesn't react with other minerals in drinking water. 
Okay. I'm going to have to get into that. We are absolutely going to get into that study. She said that she linked it. I don't know where the fuck she linked this shit. Like, oh, link in the comment section. Okay. I can click this. And, oh, no, that was literally her, like, vocal text. Okay, let's see where she put the link. It should be at the very bottom if she did it, right? Nope, it's not there. I don't see no fucking link as usual, dude. Nobody fucking links, dude. They're shit. Link in the comment section. Fuck you. Where is I'm in the comment section? There's no fucking link. This happens all the fucking time on TikTok. Is it just something that people fucking say without realizing what it means? A link in it. Link in the like. What do they mean? Like somebody, please drop the link in the comment section because you didn't do it, bitch. Jesus Christ. Something I see all the fucking time. Link in the comments. Link in the comment section. And you go to the comment section. There's no fucking link. Like, you motherfuckers need to learn how to link your, how to fucking source your shit. Jesus Christ, you idiot fucks. Anyway. These two are more poisonous than lead. Now, I'd love to say that making some drastic changes to your habits could make this better. All right, so it says here that human exposure to aluminum fluoride can occur in an industrial setting, such as emissions from aluminum reduction processes or when a person ingests both a fluoride source, like fluoride in the drinking water, or residue of fluoride-based pesticides, Jesus Christ, and an aluminum source. Sources of human exposure to aluminum include drinking water, tea, food, residues, infant formula, aluminum-containing antacids, medications, deodorant, cosmetics, and glassware. Glassware? What the fuck? Jesus Christ, dude. Unfortunately, our skies seem to have changed a lot since we were kids. And the clouds are getting skinnier. This is just my opinion, though. Wake up. Okay, this is like the first woke fucking uh, chemtrail person I've seen in a while. She understands that the chemical in chemtrails is particleized aluminum, which is being sprayed all over our fucking soil, our most pristine water sources. Uh, Everywhere on the surface of the planet is being coated with aluminum dust because of our airplanes and our jet engines specifically. Um, Not just that, though, our traffic, our cars, you know, you can't just get mad at airplanes for this. It's our vehicles as well. And by God, I see no reason that we couldn't biologically power everything that we need. You know, it seems like even now, by this time, we could have, and I'm sure we have, uh, bioengineered just uh, worms to act as gigantic muscles that power turbines that create electricity and we could just feed it shit you know like we could feed it scraps whatever just put it in one hole you know fucking shit comes out the other um, we find a way to process that shit in a safe I don't know dude it's an interesting way to do things like we could really fuck around with the metabolic processes or what's what's possible with uh gestation i'm gonna check on you guys make sure there's no one in the room waiting to call in what's up peter 
Hakeem, Peter and Hakeem, two of my favorite people. What's up, dudes? <laughs> Bye, how are you? Doing good, man. Having an interesting morning this morning. I just I just learned about uh, the interaction between fluoride and aluminum, so mind's blown. Nice. No, I actually, I find out when you're talking about worms, uh, I have my 11 o'clock coming up, uh, but today is like a little bit special because uh, I am a big admirer of this guy, Henry David Thoreau. He's the first American who built a mini uh, tiny house, and uh, oh. he is. Uh, and uh, so I actually bought a abandoned mobile home, intend to convert it into a tiny house, tear it down, and then you know do a tiny house afterwards. But talking about worms, this is the thing. Uh, I find out. I mean, when is my idea? What I want to try is this: using a those uh, plastic barrel to to drop the human feces, I guess my, my poop, into it and have worms eating them up. Because yeah, I, I heard that's a freaking uh, working uh, solution for how to process human waste shit. So, by the way, yeah, I, I, I you know, wish you connect more, man, because uh, I just got it. It's on the board, beating the border. Basically, you know, it's a new style of a toilet. You drop the poop right into a huge plastic 50-gallon mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. with the, you know, with the dust, saw sawdust, and uh, mixed with worms. Uh, okay. And uh, so just let the biology, t you know. So uh, yeah, that's called. Uh, just want to share. Uh, I mean, I know you're a very experimental compost, guy. Yes. Compost toilet. I think we call it a, a compost toilet or, yeah. Compost, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so that's some crazy yeah, that's idea. I haven't, I haven't heard of people using worms in it yet. So that's pretty cool. And then I guess that makes it good for the garden after that, which is amazing, which is perfect. The perfect way to handle the waste. That's amazing. Um, I forget what I was going to say about that. Is this, oh yeah, there's something called a bioreactor. And so what this is, is similar to a septic tank, um, except that instead yeah. of just like breaking them down, there's a, a different kind of microbes that you use in your bioreactor. And they actually produce things like methane and um, biogas. You know what, uh, Brady, can you, can you still hear me? Uh, I can now. I can hear you now. Okay, I actually find out this is a bad reception uh, area, so I actually have to drive to a place with a better better signal because otherwise I cannot do my yeah, show. Yeah, no worries, man. Happy eleven o'clock, so I'm going to sound stop check on my show anytime, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Good talking to you, man. Yeah, we'll catch yeah, up later. Back in and do a sound right, check before bye. you start your show, and then I'll I'll wrap mine up and we'll head over. I'll do that. Thank you. All right, cool talking, man. And uh, I'm going to dive right back into this fluoride stuff. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, just mention, I was tell a little personal story for myself. I started uh, filtering my own water, distilling my own water uh, a few years ago, maybe about five years ago. And it was the best purchase I've ever made in my life, a water distiller. I drove all the way to Austin, picked it up. And, uh, it was like $30 I spent on it, I think. 
And, uh, best purchase I've ever made. My, no, I, I spent a lot on it. I spent like 50 bucks, 70 bucks. I think I spent 70 bucks on it. I spent $70 on it and, uh, drove all the way up there to Austin to pick it up. They're about a hundred bucks online and it changed my whole life. I noticed instantly that my thought processes started getting faster. Like I could think faster. I, I got really frustrated with YouTube videos. I felt like I needed to speed them up in order to kind of get the point across. I felt like people were talking slowly and so my whole world slowed down and I sped up essentially like my speed increased. It's the strangest phenomenon. And <clears throat> so I, I just got faster at everything, you know, uh, my reflexes, my memory recall, um, a lot of interesting ways and things. And the reason I started drinking distilled water is for the longest time I'd heard the myths that it's uh, actually toxic and it's going to be bad for you. It's going to leach minerals from my body oh no um all this kind of stuff and one day i ran into an electrical engineer professor of electrical engineering at sac and i saw him at hub i said hey what's up dude and uh i saw that he had a bunch of distilled water in his his cart i said you drink distilled water and he goes oh yeah dude it's like the only thing i drink it's the only water i drink and I was like, okay, what, why is that? He goes, the electrical properties of, uh, distilled water are perfect for pulling, uh, toxic heavy metals out of your body and all this stuff. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Um, so I did some research myself and according to the science, which I have to admit, I don't fully understand yet myself has something to do with chemistry and the specific, specifically electrochemistry, you know, the, the electrical properties of distilled water, um, that they, they will attach perfectly pure distilled water will attach to inorganic materials and it will leave organic materials alone because those are already connected with a water molecule. So, um, really interesting, uh, science around water. It's an incredibly interesting molecule on its, on its own. And, uh, <coughs> pardon me. Have the window open <coughs> to the house, let some breeze in, but something, some dust in the air, some pollen or something today. Mold is what it could be this morning. Mold spores. It's a little damp and dank outside. Maybe I should close the windows actually filter this air but anyway back to fluoride so we we're just talking about uh how i started doing it for myself made me a lot healthier increased my overall health uh whenever people come over to my house i give them a glass of water and they're like damn that's good water <laughs> and i'm like yeah you get another glass they're like yeah i can have another glass <laughs> and they're like they're thirsty for it you know because they haven't had real water like in so long um, if you, one more thing on distilled water is if you add the, one of the electrical properties of distilled water is that if you add, if you have a dead car battery, you open up the top of your car battery and pour distilled water in there. Any mechanical let you know, uh, you could potentially, uh, get a little boost out of your battery and restore some of the power. And that's because it's completely neutral, perfectly neutral. And something else about the uh, electrical properties of purely distilled water 
um, will cause that battery to charge. I consider it interesting because, you know, the battery is filled with acid. And as you know, our stomachs are filled with acid. And so I, I, I hypothesis that um, drinking distilled water, you know, gives you like a little bit of a battery charge. And I will tell you this, drinking distilled water for me is like, oh, it's like, it's the way that people act about beer, you know? Um, I have a lot of friends that love beer. When they drink uh, good beer, they, they have this reaction of, ah, oh, yes, finally. Oh, what a, what release. What, you know, this is what I needed, you know? <laughs> I don't get that when I drink beer at all. I, I feel like I'm being forced to drink this. Why do, do, why do you guys, why are we doing this, you know? Um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, uh, that's how I feel when I drink distilled water. It gives me a boost of energy. I'm ready to party. Uh, it's party time. So shouts out to distilled water. And it's a fantastic way to remove the fluorides, guys. Uh, not just the fluorides, but all kinds of other things. You know, my, of course, my distiller is made out of aluminum. So maybe I need to fucking reconsider that one. Uh, lots of fun ways to do it. I recommend doing it with a glass and thermometer and the old school method. I think is the coolest way to do it. So I'm going to invest in some equipment to do it that way as well. But without further ado, we're going to get back into fluoride and its toxicity. We're just going to take some general fluoride, uh, lessons right now about fluoride chemistry. Let's say biochemical lessons. What is this Wikipedia fluoride or fluorine? We're going to start with fluorine, which is the elemental uh, foundation for fluorides. It's the atomic number nine. Mm, interesting. <clears throat> so fluorine is a chemical element with the symbol F and atomic number nine. It's the lightest halogen and exists at a standard condition. It exists at standard conditions as highly toxic. Pale yellow diatomic gas as the most electronegative element. It is extremely reactive as it reacts with all other elements except for argon, neon, and helium. Among the elements, fluorine ranks 24th in universal abundance and 13th in... Oh, terrestrial abundance. Okay, so 24th in universal abundance and 13th in terrestrial earthling abundance. Fluorite is the primary mineral source of fluorine, which gave it the element its name. First described in 1529, it was added to metal ores to lower their melting points for smelting. The Latin verb fluo, meaning flow, gave the mineral its name. Wow, interesting. Proposed as an element in 1810, fluorine proved difficult and dangerous to separate from its compounds, and several early experimenters died or sustained injuries from their attempts. Only in 1886 did French chemist Henry uh, Moisson isolate elemental fluorine using low-temperature electrolysis, a process still employed for modern production, industrial production of fluorine gas for uranium enrichment, 
Wow. It's the largest application. Wow. Began during the Manhattan Project in World War II. Owing the expense of refining pure fluorine, most commercial applications use fluorine compounds with about half a mile half of mined fluorite used in steelmaking. The rest of fluorite is converted into corrosive hydrogen fluoride en route to various organic fluorides into uh, cryolite, which is the pesticide which plays a key role in aluminum refining. Wow. I remember they were talking about spraying cryolite on like, it's like a pesticide. What the fuck? Uh, molecules containing carbon fluorine, fluorine bond often have a very high chemical and thermal stability. Their major uses are as refrigerants, electrical insulation, cookware. What the fuck? PTFE, Teflon, pharmacy. What the fuck? It's in Teflon. What the fuck? Pharmaceuticals such as atrovastatin. And floxidine contain CF bonds. Floxidine is uh, fucking what is this stuff? Floxidine is it's an antidepressant. Let's look it up. I think it starts with a P. Prozac. It's Prozac. And um, atrovastatin is um, Lipitor. Uh, uh, this is making my heart hurt. <laughs> this is giving me stress just reading this Wikipedia article right now. Uh, the fluoride ion dessert, dissolved fluoride salts inhibits dental cavities and so finds use in toothpaste and water fluoridation. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Global fluorochemical sales amount to more than $69 billion a year. All right, so I want you guys to understand that the chemical waste that I imagine they accumulate from the production of refining uranium and making it nuclear weapons is then refined and problem sure processed to some extent and converted into hexafluorosilicic acid and then pumped into our water supply. Um, but here, you know, beyond that, it's used in our pesticides, in our antidepressants, in our cooking products, and like as you can see, all these different things to the tune. And we're talking just fluorochemicals here, like just different kinds of fluorides. Is a $69 billion market every year. Fluorocarbon gases are generally greenhouse gases with global warming potentials 100 to 23,500 times that of carbon dioxide. What the fuck? What the fuck? Jesus fucking Christ. It's like so fucking bad. All right. I'm going to read that again to you guys because it makes no fucking sense to my fucking head. All right. Fluorocarbon gases are generally greenhouse gases with global warming potentials a hundred times to 23,500 times that of carbon dioxide and sulfur, uh, sulf, uh, what is this? 
SF SF six, which is Jesus fucking Christ. Sulfur Sulfur hexafluoride, which reminds me of hydrofluorosilicic acid. Um, this is the inorganic compound. It's colorless, odorless, non-flammable, toxic gas. It is a hypervalent molecule that is produced by applications. Let's just look at applications here. The electrical power industry used about 80% of sulfur hexafluoride, uh, mostly as a gaseous dielectric medium. Interesting. Other main uses as of 2015 included silicon etchant for semiconductor manufacturing, inert gas for the casting of magnesium. So our cell phones and our electrical power industry. <sighs> Some dirty, dirty, dirty conversations that we are not supposed to talk about right here. Um, yeah, it's, it's bad. All right. It's bad. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Uh, this is just existentially terrifying for me right now. <laughs> so, uh, these, uh, fluorocarbon gases, which can be anywhere from a hundred to 23,500 times more, uh, potent than carbon dioxide, as far as a global warming potential, uh, organofluorine compounds often persist in the environment due to the strength of the carbon fluorine bond. Fluorine has no known metabolic role in mammals. A few plants and sea sponges synthesize organofluorine poisons, most often monofluoroacetates that help deter predation. Interesting, 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 interesting. Our unfortunate universe. Biological role. So fluorine is not essential for humans and other mammals, but small amounts are known to be beneficial for strengthening of dental enamel, enamel where the formation of uh, fluoropatite uh, makes enamel more resistant to attack from acids produced by bacterial fermentation of sugars. Noted that something you guys can do when you're eating is whenever you eat something acidic or sweet, make sure you just rinse your mouth afterwards, you'll be fine. Uh, small amounts of fluorine may be beneficial for bone strength. The latter has not been definitively established. Both the WHO and the Institute of Medicine for the U.S. National Academics published recommended daily allowance and upper tolerated intake for fluorine, which varies with age and gender. Uh, natural organofluorines have been found in microorganisms and plants, but not in animals. The uh, most common Fluoroacetate, which is used as a defense against herbivores by at least 40 plants in Africa, Australia, and Brazil. Other examples include terminally fluorid, fluorinated fatty acids, uh, fluoroacetone, and 2-fluoroacid citrate, an enzyme that binds to fluorine to carbon. Adenosulfluoride synthase was discovered in bacteria in 2002. <clears throat> Elemental fluorine is highly toxic to living organisms. Its effects in humans starting concentrations lower than hydrogen cyanides, 50 uh, parts per million, and are similar to those of chlorine. Significant irritation of the eyes, respiratory system, as well as liver kidney damage occur above uh, 25 parts per million, which is the immediately dangerous to life and the health of value of fluorine. 
<clears throat> okay, so hydrogen cyanide is effects start appearing in humans at 50 parts per million. Uh, elemental fluorine's effects start to appear at 25 parts per million, which is twice as toxic. Uh, immediately dangerous to life and health. The eyes and nose are all fucked up. <laughs> uh, inhalation of a thousand parts per million of fluorine will cause death in minutes compared to 270 parts per million of hydrogen cyanide. So this, this is incredibly fucking dangerous. Ah, here we go on to hydrofluoric acid. This stuff melts people's fingers. I'm looking at photographs of people's fingers being melted by the shit. And it's fucking terrifying. Um, hydrofluoric, hydrofluoric acid is the weakest of the hydrohalic acids. Having a pKa of 3.2 to 25 degrees Celsius, it is a volatile liquid due to the presence of hydrogen bonding. While the other hydrohalic acids are gases, it's able to attack ga glass. It's able to attack glass, guys. Concrete, metals, organic matter. Oh, this stuff is terrifying. Oh, my God. This is amazing. This is, like, so existentially terrifying. I'm just going to check on you guys, make sure y'all are okay real quick. Hakeem, are you okay? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, not okay. I need a hug, a friend. I need a glass of distilled water. Oh, my God. I am fucking terrified. And if they're putting particles of aluminum and say like a drinking glass and then you're uh, just drinking the fluoride fuck dude uh combining with the fluoride to become more toxic it's absolutely how you doing man anything or is this all old well, and do you? <clears throat> it, it it has been i've been exposed to the information for a long long time uh so I've been, you know, exploring this kind of thing since at least 2004, I can say. I just know that, I, I don't know if that's the exact date, but I know that's a good marker of when I became really aware of it. Um, yeah, almost 20 years, huh? Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, one of the websites that I'm uh, just looking over today actually has a whole lot of stuff from uh, the... Um, Let's see, it's, uh, I'm going to look right here, yeah, Mercury Treaty requires, so from, from Charlie Brown and the Mercury Free Dentistry Organization, National Council of Consumers for Dental Choice, um, let me see, this one was published on uh, January 26, 2013, um, so that right there uh, is at least, even now, that's nine years old, <laughs> Um, on the website exercisingyourmind.com and if you just went on there and typed dental you'd see like a lot of stuff so um, man 450 days and counting when's the FDA going to act on dental mercury a lot of the stuff has to do with dental mercury I'm just, I wonder if I have if I just type in fluoride uh, on that site what a strange word but it comes from, from the Latin you said earlier for flow right 
because they added it to different metals yeah, they, to make it to add it to metals soften to there. Make, to lower the metal. Yeah, lower the um, It's interesting. I wonder how it reacts with mercury. I know we just went over how it reacts with aluminum, and that's what really tripped me out. And so now I'm curious, how does it react with mercury? Yeah, I have a whole bunch of stuff on here from, I have Mercola.com, a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So I don't know, but I do know. Uh, we can sure as hell find it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still putting it in the water here in the United States. It's been proven to lower IQ. Um, even uh, if you're a pregnant mother, drink it while you're pregnant. It's going to lower the IQ of your children. This is just established science. I'll those articles. I guess uh, right now, why not, right? Why not look into it? Yeah, isn't that awesome? We got to do that with those articles right there. We got to lower the IQ. Uh, the yeah, children are getting too the, smart. Oh. IQs. The children are getting too smart. What's up? Yeah, as if that's a problem. Like, you know, Jesus. And I'll say that myself, you know, I, I noticed a little uptick in my intelligence when I. So drinking cleaner water, I think just like the ability to pull heavy metals out of the body is really helpful um, for me. I think I was highly toxified when I started drinking distilled water. It's it terrible, dude. I mean, I cannot, <clears throat> I can barely bring myself to drink a full glass of tap water. I challenge anyone to do it. Like no one likes drinking tap water. <laughs> No one enjoys it, but uh, every time I hand them a, a glass of just pure water, they love it. They can't get enough of it. They drink all my water. <laughs> so I can go on about fluoride ions here, but uh, I'm just going to jump into my last point about fluoride and its link to IQ, because I think that's the important part that I really want to drive home. And we mentioned how fluorine... Um, Uh, reacts with aluminum to be even more toxic, which is terrifying. And we also mentioned that chemtrails are made up mostly of aluminum, actually. That's the mystery of chemtrails that not a lot of people have been able to wrap their, their very small heads around. <laughs> Try this. See if we can find any scholarly articles between fluoride and IQ. Here's one from Forbes. Uh, this is something everyone knows, recognizes, trusts. We'll see what happens here. This article is more than three years old. Um, <clears throat> many communities have long put it in the drinking water to prevent tooth decay, but if you Google fluoride makes you dumb, you'll get plenty of sites advancing unsubstantiated conspiracy theories about how the government is putting fluoride into water, how people are dumb and docile. Actually, Googling anything such as books or broccoli and makes you dumb can return conspiracy theories. You want to check her? You want to check that right now? Let's, how about we fact check this Forbes bitch right now? Googling anything such as books or broccoli and makes you dumb can return conspiracy theories. All right, so... Let's see what we can find. Uh, 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 broccoli makes you dumb 
And this is going to be interesting. Sure, there might be something in broccoli that is like toxic, could cause some brain damage, and that could be uh, uh, some form of justification. But uh, let's try it right now. Let's just run the test. I'm going to say broccoli makes you dumb. We'll see what happens. Broccoli makes you dumb. Broccoli makes you dumb. Broccoli is bad for you, like really toxic, bad thinking nutrition. Broccoli is loaded with goitrogens, particularly one group called thiocinates. Thiocinates. Thiocyanates. Thiocyanates. The consequence of eating these thiocyanates is the potential to develop the very serious condition of hypo, hypothyroidism. I think I might have that. Um, fatigue, low energies, unexplained weight gain. Ah, see, I have unexplained weight loss. I have a hard time gaining weight. So I think maybe I have uh, hyperthyroidism. Maybe is what I have. Uh, broccoli does make you fart. Um, but it has uh, this uh, bad because it could cause hypothyroidism. I mean, these are just like scientific facts though these aren't conspiracy theories these are like scientific facts so far you know does it make you fart when liking broccoli causes you to be stupid <laughs> okay so liking broccoli too much maybe can make you maybe cause you this is probably the closest thing i found so uh whether it's broccoli or presidential candidate the wearing of a mask or no mask or anything else just because someone's preferences are different than mine doesn't mean i should think of her differently or unfriend her or try to change her and make her feel less than see i disagree with that because sometimes uh the different thoughts that people feel and think are fucking stupid and and terrible and psychopathic and maniacal and embarrassing and they should be ashamed of themselves and i will absolutely disassociate my, myself with people over their beliefs so fucking act right dudes um here's one that might be a little more um along the lines of what the author is looking for six major side effects of eating too many broccolis <laughs> broccoli is a green vegetable that is green and uh, too many antioxidants are bad for our health interesting well I, I fucking loaded up on antioxidants man vitamin c vitamin a other antioxidants protect our cells from free radical damage at moderate levels antioxidants only target free radical body but in an excessive amount they target healthy cells and increase the risk of cancers what as per 2011 study vitamin e overdose may increase the risk of prostate cancer by 17 percent Another study conducted by National Cancer Institute found smokers who took beta-carotene supplements were more likely to develop lung cancer in comparison to those who didn't. Uh, interesting. Wow. Uh, vitamin E, it's hemorrhagic stroke. You know, I've heard of that one. What you got? I, I saw it. Free radicals and antioxidants, which are some electron reactions. So here's the this form. Free radicals are molecules and uh, atoms that are ionic. Right. Yes, and they steal electrons. And of course, antioxidants are electron donors. But so they're thirsty for electrons, right? They want an electron. That's bullshit. Yes. 
<laughs> like as soon as you ground with the earth, right, all those electrons will balance out, or what do you mean? Right, this charge is interesting. Wow, so if I eat a fuckload of antioxidants, I could potentially become like Raiden from Mortal Kombat and like shock people? I mean... You know, that is amazing. Like that, <laughs> and I'm like, only going to eat more antioxidants. Yeah. Interesting. I, I know that's a thing. Yeah. And that's why they identified them as vitamins a long time ago, because they're vital for your vitality. But yeah, thank you, Hakeem. I appreciate that pushback. Good, good look. That's why I love having you in my shows, man. Um, and I'll just, uh, con to continue, too much fiber complications. Oh no, as if Americans have too much fiber, right? Dietary fibers in the broccoli help with digestion and other functions to improve out. However, don't overeat broccolis as too much fiber will overactivate the bowel movement and lead to diarrhea, constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, intestinal gas, intestinal bloating, malabsorption, etc. May cause an allergy. Um, uh, Salicate and broccolis may cause an allergic reaction, wheezing, headaches, nasal congestion. Yeah, you know, different people are all, you know, uh, allergic to different things. Eating broccoli and regulating blood sugar. So uh, broccoli helps managing diabetes, blah, blah, blah. If you take diabetic medication, you should eat broccoli only after consulting with your doctor because too much broccoli will drop blood sugar levels abnormally. Make health. Oh, so it drops blood sugar. It reduces blood sugar. Well, I mean, fantastic. It may cause hypotension. Hypertension is when high blood pressure is a common health problem that affects millions of people. And it may cause hypotension, too low blood pressure. It may cause your blood pressure to drop too low. That's interesting. Ah, that was a problem I had a lot when I was a uh, vegetarian. Uh, my blood pressure was way too low. Eating broccoli during pregnancy and nursing. Broccoli contains several essential nutrients. Come on, dude, this broccoli. Let the mama eat it. Antioxidants like vitamin C, vitamin A, etc. Broccoli protects the fetus from free radical damage and folic acid in it. Helps the brain development of the fetus. It also minimizes the risk of neutral tube defects like spina bifida. However, at excessive levels, glucosinolates and dietary fibers in the broccoli may cause flatulence, diarrhea, other digestive problems, abdominal pain. Be cautious. <laughs> okay, so this is like all pretty factual. The closest thing she got to uh, to there actually being a conspiracy about broccoli making you dumb was uh, where. Uh, Hakeem actually pointed out that there's like a war on uh, 
vitamins, and that's like a completely different conspiracy. But that's the closest thing to a conspiracy that we've come to so far. So I just wanted to fact check the hell out of uh, the writer of this article before I even continued, because <laughs> I was just like, I, th- I feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm not even going to read the rest of the article. I feel like she's been she's exposed herself as an idiot already, so we're going to find something else that actually approaches the science involved in fluoride and IQ. Maybe she links, uh, I'll give her a chance. We'll see if she's actually smart enough to link an article. A study just published in uh, JAMA Pediatrics. This is exactly the study I think I was looking for. Um, And I will hear her criticism of it since she actually linked the study, which is pretty cool. So here's published uh, original investigation, August 19th. 19th, 2019, association between maternal fluoride exposure during pregnancy and IQ scores in offspring in Canada. So, <clears throat> uh, published in JAMA uh, Podiatry or Pediatrics, I don't know yet. Yeah, uh, JAMA Pediatrics. Uh, is maternal fluoride exposure during pregnancy associated with childhood IQ in a Canadian cohort receiving optimal? optimally fluoridated water. In this perspective, both uh, prospective birth cohort, I'm sorry, prospective birth cohort, I haven't eaten yet today, I think I'm like hungry. Um, Fluoride exposure during pregnancy was associated with lower IQ scores in children aged three to four years. Fluoride exposure during pregnancy may be associated with adverse effects on child intellectual development, indicating the possible need to reduce fluoride intake during pregnancy. The potential neurotoxicity associated with exposure to fluoride, which has generated the controversy about community water fluoridation, remains unclear. To examine the association between fluoride exposure during pregnancy and IQ scores in a protective birth cohort, the prospective multi-center birth cohort study used information from maternal infant research on environmental chemicals cohort. Chemical, uh, children were born between 2008-2012. 41% lived in communities supplied with fluoridated municipal water. The study sample included 601 mother-child pairs recruited from six major cities in Canada. Children were between uh, ages 3 and 4 at testing. Data were analyzed between March 2017 and January 2019. Maternal urinary fluoride and uh, adjusted for specific gravity and averaged across three timesters available for uh, 512 pregnant women as well as self-reported maternal outcomes. Children's IQ was assessed at age three or four. And multiple linear regression analysis was used to examine the adjusted associations between these fluoride exposure and Mr. IQ. Of the 512 mother-child pairs, the mean uh, age of enrollment for mothers, okay, this is not what I need. Uh, here we go. Data on maternal fluoride intake and children's IQ were available for 400 of the 600 pairs. Women living in areas with fluoridated tap water compared with non-fluoridated water, had significantly higher mean concentrations, uh, MUFSG concentrations, uh, to convert millimoles per liter, multiply, blah, 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 blah. We're doing some serious math, crunching some knowers. A one milligram per liter increase in MUFSG was associated with 
a 4.49 point lower IQ score in boys, but there was no statistically significant association with IQ scores in girls. Uh, okay, so girls, y'all are good. It's just for boys. In this study, maternal exposure to high levels. Okay, so this is not like the best study ever. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of things they need to take into consideration, which I didn't hear some of the variables about like the location, of course, they may be in there. But uh, let's hear what she says. Study found mothers consumed fluoridated tap water, tended to give birth to children who ended up having slightly lower IQ scores by ages three to four. Anyone who knows the drill will realize that fluoride conspiracy theorists will take this study and run. Nevertheless, worthwhile to better understand the relationship between putting fluoride in water and potential health effects before you try to decide. A research team from York University, uh, British Columbia, and all over the place conducted the study. Uh, they followed 601 pairs of mothers and children, gave birth from 2008 to 2012. Under half of the mothers who lived in communities of fluoridated water, that was the 41%. So, what do we find? Uh, not surprisingly, those mothers who had lived in areas with fluoridated tap water had significantly higher levels of both fluoride in their urine and calculated daily fluoride intake uh, than those who lived in areas with the tap water that did not have fluoride. After the mothers gave birth to the study, oh, do not hit me with these ads. Um, okay. So, okay. Um, many communities have long put fluoride in drink water to prevent okay. Damn it. Okay. Sorry about the wait. I, the ad just totally fucked up my whole spot in the article. I had to, like, find it again. Totally annoying. Uh, okay. After the mothers gave birth, study followed the resulting children, 50, 52% of whom were female. When the children reached ages 3 to 4, they underwent testing using the Walsher Primary Preschool Scale of Intelligence to determine their IQ scores on average girls scored significantly higher than the boys did. Here then are the uh, crowning findings from this study. They study revealed an association between the mother's average daily fluoride intake as estimated from the questionnaires during pregnancy and the subsequent IQ scores from their children. For every one milligram increase in the daily intake of fluoride, there was on average corresponding 3.66 decrease in the children's IQ score. Blah, blah, blah. So if you think these findings prove that fluoride in the drinking water leads to lower intelligence, remember the associations do not mean one thing causes another. Otherwise, we'd be using Nicolas Cage to stop starring in movies to prevent drownings in swimming pools. Observational studies like this JAMA Pediatrics one cannot, 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 she writes like cannot four times, prove cause and effect. Okay, cool. I know. No doubt. It's not what we're saying. People who live in, we're just, we're just exploring here. That's what science is. It's exploring. So chill. Um, people who live in areas where tap water is fluoridated could also be exposed to other things or have behaviors that may affect their children's IQ scores. Exactly. For example, they could, uh, could they or their children be eating more processed foods with artificial ingredients? Could they be exposed to more chemicals in the environment? We do not know enough about the details. Exactly. No shit. Um, additionally, IQ scores are one measure of thinking ability. Exactly. It's just one way. 
Why not run the experiment again with emotional intelligence as well? Let's do it, bitch. So, plus, although statistically significant, the associations weren't super strong. Like, these are all the weakest fucking arguments against this uh, JAMA study. Therefore, the results from this study then accident... All right, wait, hold on. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay. What would explain the difference in findings between girls and boys? There's an old saying about boys being made of ships and snails and puppy dog tails instead of sugar and spice, but nothing to indicate that boys and girls should be different in their reaction to fluoride exposure. Okay, chill, girl. I mean, snails are slow. Sugar is fast. Maybe they're just saying that girls learn faster than boys. Um, furthermore, is David Bellinger, PhD, which is kind of proving true these days, I think. Um, study does not help determine the safe levels of fluoride in drinking water, certainly excessive levels of anything. Even avocado toast can be harmful. Finally, running out of synonyms. Findings from a 10 Canadian city study may not necessarily apply elsewhere and do to other populations, there may be unique aspects about this population. No shit, these are the weakest arguments, dude. Uh, there may be unique aspects. After all, what Canadians refer to as bacon is quite different. Therefore, are the results from this study then accidental, or is there something to these findings? There's plenty of evidence that fluoride in drinking water has been effective in combating tooth decay. Sure. Since, uh, the CDC... Uh, has hailed fluoridation of drinking water as one of the 10 great public health achievements in the United States in the 20th century. And not to mention a $69 billion industry. <laughs> a $69 billion industry. Uh, alongside big items such as motor vehicle safety, safer workplaces, vaccination, the recognition of tobacco as a health hazard, uh, Cochrane, oh my God. Oh my God, the mental gymnastics of these people. For the conspiracy theorists who think there's a big cover-up, the American Dental Association emphasizes on its website that more than 70 years of scientific research has consistently shown an optimal level of fluoride in community water is safe and effective. Plus, it prevents tooth decay by at least 25% in both children and adults. Keep in mind that more tooth decay would mean more business for dentists. The truth of the matter is that fluoride in water can help prevent your pearly whites from becoming garbage and grays looking like those objects that sit in the mouth of Austin Powers. Why, that's over 66% of the U.S. population has tap water that's fluoridated, according to CDC statistics. Here's a video from Pew Trust about the benefits of fluoridated water. And I'm absolutely about to watch this shit. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, I am. We try to make healthy choices about what we and our families eat and drink. But... Deciding what's healthy can be difficult when there are so many confusing ideas. Fast forward. 
<laughs> Indeed, there are clear dental health benefits from water fluoridation. Some have argued a closer look at levels of fluoridation is warranted. Others have argued that water fluoridation is not the only way to give people fluoride. Many European countries have adopted other means, such as dental treatments, as well as the fortification of food items like milk and salt. However, not everyone in the U.S. and other countries may have equal access to such alternative methods, which may then lead to even greater disparities in dental problems and should tap water should no be be no longer predominant source of fluoride. But we want to make sure that everyone's getting it, no matter what. So let's put it in the tap water. <laughs> this is so fucking crazy, dude. This is so fucking crazy. Uh, I just can't even with this article. Forbes, Bruce, why Lee? This guy's Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee wrote this article, guys. This guy's name is Bruce Lee. Sit past some tea, man. And which, as you know, has elevated levels of fluoride in it. Uh, he's a writer, journalist, professor, systems modeler, computational and digital health expert, medical doctor, avocado eater, and entrepreneur. Not always in that order. Currently, he is a professor of health policy and management at the City University of New York School of Public Health. Okay, so he's a public school teacher. Okay. Well, no, it's a school of public health, so I don't know if that's like a, a, like a how do you say, community college, but executive director of FICOR, Center of Advanced Technology and Communication and Health, founder and CEO of SimSilico, previous positions include serving as professor by courtesy at the John Hopkins Carey Business School, executive director, oh, by courtesy, okay, so yeah, ah, executive director of the Global Obesity Prevention Center, John Hopkins University, associate professor in international health at John Hopkins, dude, this is embarrassing, John Hopkins, uh, you're getting your card pulled right now, you guys are floating a guy who can't write a fucking article to save his life. Like, in really bad puns on top of everything. Academia needs to be a little more careful about who they're passing degrees out to. Um, I'm convinced that the college degree is functionally useless in the age of information. Uh, this is, this is not good. Uh, I went too far. It's not functionally useless, but goddamn, is it completely inefficient and a completely inefficient way to learn, an antiquated way to learn. Uh, it's preventing people from learning how to learn. <laughs> this is so bad. So this guy's highly educated, highly paid, I'm sure. Um, his name is Bruce Lee. He's really got it going on. I can almost guarantee you I could steal his girl. <laughs> so what's it, what's, it, what's it matter at the end of the day if, if, a, if a scrub, hippie musician comes along and steals your girl? Uh, man, I had a rough night last night, I'll tell you. I played a rough show, so you, know, you can't win them all. Uh, fucking hell. But, uh... 
yeah, this has just been a wild ride. I think I, I think I've proven my point at this point. I feel like I've just beaten this horse to death this morning. Uh, if anyone has any questions, Anthony, if you have any questions, push back anything at all, happy to take anything like that. But at one hour and seven minutes, I think I've made a really strong point that we absolutely need to stop putting the shit in our water. I highly recommend you guys switch over to Dr. Bronner's toothpaste. It tastes amazing. Y'all are going to love it. Um, has no fluoride in it and naturally, you know, so y'all enjoy that. And like the article that I read earlier or like the TikTok that we checked out earlier, I'll, I'll say that I learn more and faster on TikTok than any other media medium that I'm using right now. I learn more on TikTok and I learn faster on TikTok than any other source outside of doing my own investigation. And so shouts out to TikTok for inspiring the show this morning. And that's actually where I learned about the interaction between aluminum and fluoride, as well as a few other things that I was just not aware of. It highly informative. And it was just some podunk conservative lady who probably didn't have all her facts straight, but, uh, um, some of her shit was right on and I was very impressed and it's a very weird time to be alive right now. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's a wild ride guys, but I appreciate you guys tuning in interested in knowing what y'all think. I'm, I'm very interested in some pushback, somebody that might try to actually tell me I'm crazy in a conspiracy theorist right now. I, I would love for Bruce Lee to call me a conspiracy theorist to my face. Oh, there's Greg. Greg's the perfect person to call me a conspiracy theorist to my face. So what do you think, Greg? Is is fluoride in the water good for us? You don't have to use your words. I understand using your words is a difficult thing for you, especially early in the morning. So feel free to give a... <laughs> I just had to punk out Greg one time before I ended the room. Uh, and so without further ado, after uh, punking a Nazi out this morning, uh, I think it's a perfect time to wrap it up. And... Uh, you guys can't recommend enough that you distill your own water and stay fresh and clean. And I hope everyone learned something. I know I certainly did. And y'all stay cool.